Hello everybody and welcome back to Christians United Ministry. My name is Travis and today we are doing another Bible reading. We're continuing our series, in our mini Matthew series rather, and it's going to be a very good one today. Um, you see, we're, now we're going to start seeing that we see it right in the very beginning that Jesus is leaving Galilee for the very first time. Now we start seeing, not exactly here, but this is where we're starting to begin. Jesus going on to the crucifixion, you know, what leads up to it. So let's just keep that in mind as we go forward and let's start reading. Matthew 19, verse 1. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these sayings, he departed from Galilee and came into the coast of Judea beyond Jordan, and great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. The Pharisees came also unto him, tempting him, and saying unto him, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said unto them, Have ye not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore they are no more twain but one flesh, what therefore God hath joined together, let no man put a splendor. They say unto him, Why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement, and to put her away? And he saith unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives. But from the beginning it was not so. And I say unto you, Whosoever shall put away his wife, except it, except it be for fornication, shall marry another, commit adultery. And whoever marry her, which is put away, doth commit adultery. His disciples say unto him, If the case of a man, of the man, so be with his wife, is it not good to marry? But he said unto them, All men can receive this saying, save they to whom who is given. For there are some eunuchs which are born from their mother's womb, and there are some eunuchs which are made eunuchs of men, and there be eunuchs which may have made themselves eunuchs for this kingdom of heaven's sake. He that is able to receive it, let him receive it. Then they were brought unto him little children, and that he should put his hands on them and pray, and disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, Suffer little children, and forbid them not, to come unto me, for of such this is this kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them, and departed thence. And behold, one came, and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do, that I shall have eternal life? And he said unto him, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, and that is God. But if thou enter the will of ent enter into life, shall keep the commandments. And he saith unto him, Which, Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy mother and thy father, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And the young man said unto Jesus, All these things 
have I kept from my youth up? What yet lack I yet? And Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that all, go sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. When the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. 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 Wow, sorry. And then Jesus said unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard that, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? And Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory ye shall sit upon twelve thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel and everyone that has forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my namesakes shall receive in a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life but many that are the first shall be last and the last shall be first Okay, so let's go right back up and go over what we just learned. So when we're talking about what's going on here, he's when you first open up the chapter and you see that the Pharisees are coming kind of tempting him, there you can see that these Pharisees are really annoying. They're, they're not the devil, and they continue to try to test him, and now they're giving him a, a they're came up with this difficult question that was supposed to be very controversial and they're, they're trying to really, uh, they can't find a better word than discredit him in front of the people in front of the multitude, they want people to see hit him for who they think he is not for who he actually is um, they want to make himself be misleading to the people so people stop following him and they can finally get rid of him because, you know and that is one thing that's important to notice that the kings and all that, they, 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 they haven't done anything just yet because they know of all his followers. They don't want to cause any chaos. So now they're just waiting for him to, they're trying to set him up, you know, and, and you will see in, in the coming futures that he will lose a lot of his multitude. But that's not because of what he says, it's just because of what they believe. I mean, that one of the purposes of this chapter is to make, you know, no matter what we believe up until now, you have to be able to leave everything. We'll see at the end of the chapter. We have to be able to leave everything for Jesus Christ. So let's continue. Um, so uh, we first go into him. Talk, they're asking him, when is it okay to divorce your wife? And they're saying, well, under Moses, you can, you can give divorce for almost anything. And Jesus says, well, that was because humans' hard, hearts were hard. They were hardened. And we'll see what was going on was people were being unhappy with their spouses, their wives. So they ended up, like, you know, killing their wives to get out of the uh, marriage because there's only death to us part. 
while Moses came out and said, you know what, here, to prevent this, let's continue, let's go ahead and just give them a notice of divorce. And God, Jesus is saying, well, that was for that specific time period. We got to go back to how God intended it. And God intended it, he was referring to Genesis at the beginning when he made woman out of man. And um, Genesis 2.24 states that we need I believe it's 24. I know it's chapter 2 of Genesis. Um, we need to separate from our families and become one. And that is what we need to go back to. We, you know, we don't break families up because we're unhappy or because things aren't going right. And, you know, honestly, when you when, when the whole family is with God, it's almost impossible to want a divorce. You know, and, and kind of break upon there, you know. Um, kind of pause real quick when God remember we had a whole conversation about God and the family when God is in the family that family is perfect it won't crumble when you start to fall off that off of God that's when chaos comes in so that's important to know but let's get back to it and Jesus is uh, said you know what God has joined together let no man put a splendor meaning let no man separate so it means that we should not separate what God has joined together through marriage. Whether you're married in a church or a courthouse, God did uh, did twenty together. He he does recognize all marriages. Let's just um, throw that out there. You know, um, you know. Some I believe the Catholics believe that you have to go through the church, and you know what? That's not wrong. I definitely you know recommend going through a church marriage. But we need to make sure that when we are married, whether it's through a church or through the courts, that we stay together. We do everything we can to stay together and save it only for fornication or sexual immorality. Um, got to keep the marriage sacred. You know, that is matrimony is a huge sacrament, um, and it's not one that's taken lightly. You know, so and and it's one thing it dumbs down is like, you know when you do get divorced. When you do get divorced, it is truly, truly, it's truly, truly sin. And it puts it down to, if you marry, if you divorce your wife and you marry another woman, you just committed adultery. And if the woman married you, knowing you're divorced, she committed adultery as well, or vice versa, you know, whatever the situation may be. The math, the, the disciples go out and ask them, and said, well, should we not marry? And now Jesus starts talking about um, the term eunuchs. Eunuchs are castrated men. And he's talking about by birth, people who just can't have, um, who are, who just can't, you know, do the job, you know, from, you know what I'm saying? Um, those by choice of themselves or by their parents, you know. Um, so when they were born and they were, um, means that they, when they were me, like you know, say parents did it or family, like or men did it as like a punishment or whatever the situation be. But so he says by men or by self-choice. So it's really, um, but, he said, but he's also putting in there that it's not for everybody. This, these, like, you know, he made it extremely clear. It's a key that is able to receive it, but, um. Uh, He's saying that it's not 
for everybody. It's not meant for most people. So don't go capturing yourself. Think it's going to get you out of, you know, the obligation of marriage. And, you know, because remember, you're not supposed to have, you know, any sexual relations outside of marriage because that is fornication as well. So we got to keep, you know, to the word. You know what I'm saying? So we got to make sure that we are called, truly called. If it's by birth, that's a big sign. You know, God, you know, obviously God intended you to be a unit in that way. Or if you're led by God in some way, okay, you know, so it's really let God choose. Um, so, anyways, and then we, we kind of go back to a point that we've made in a few uh, before chapter, and uh, Jesus, uh, the children come again to Jesus, and the, the disciples are like, no, 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 no. Well, Jesus overrules them. He, he, he's really beating down the idea that the kingdom of heaven belongs to those who are like the children. And not talking about, again, not talking about the silliness, you know, the immaturity. They're just talking about the trust and the dependence. You know, because that's what a child does. He trusts and depends on his parents solely. And as new time Christians, as Christians altogether, we need to be like the children where we obey and trust and God is our parent. And that's a very, very important idea of being a Christian. We've got to truly depend and have faith in the Lord and trust in Him. And now we're going to go into another um, part, going a little further down. And this one guy was, we find out to be rich comes out and says um, what what must he do to what must he do to go to heaven and have the eternal life he's like okay, so what do I need to do and he says you need to keep the ten commandments he challenges it's a challenge right he challenges him he's got to keep the ten commandments he gives five as um, I guess a five commandments out of the ten obviously he wants us to follow all of them but he's giving these specific five because remember he knows who we are before like he's you know he's God, so he knows what we struggle with. So I, I, he gave him this because he knows what challenge, what would challenge the man. And not only that, he takes the challenge a little bit further. He go so he, well, Jesus knows again that he's rich and he has all these valuables and that's what he cherishes. So he says, sell all your stuff, give all your stuff, don't sell it all, give it all away to the poor. And come follow me. Give away your possessions. And this is not a statement saying that we all must give everything we own to the poor. This was more of a this is more a challenge for that particular person because he he was a way to just demonstrate how who his heart is considerably committed to. Who his heart is truly committed to. And is it to God or is it to himself and his possessions? And so that is why he was testing him, but we could take that same test and give it to us. What he's truly saying is that um, we need to give away our past life. And we're going to learn that in a few minutes. But with this man, um, he leaves sad. And he doesn't want to be... He doesn't want to be poor. He doesn't want to give his stuff away. He doesn't want to... So what he does is he's he leaves. And this is an example of people who... Or leaders of you know, followers of God up until it gets, you know, a little rocky. So we, when remember in chapter thirteen we went over those parables with this one with the sower, 
and there was the four different type of surfaces. Well, he would be an example of somebody uh, whose the seed fell on the on the on the stone on the surface and got scorched by the sun. Um, he, when the challenge came, he said, "You know, no, thank you," and left. So we don't want to be like that. We definitely want to make sure that we are always, always just doing everything the Lord asks of us, and that's everything. And then he's really showing us here, and it continues to be down on this idea. He says that a it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Because what does money do? Money can numb us from our need to God. And when people when people cherish money, when they have greed for money, they start to lose their, their sight of God. And it's like, you know what? And that's exactly what happened here. She said, you know what? You want to take all my money? I'm good. I'm going to continue to follow my money. And he's going to go off and follow whatever belief will let him keep his money. And that is not how, um, that is not exact, that's not at all how it's meant to be handled. So, you know, Jesus is telling us that if we, salvation is impossible with men, but it's not impossible with God. And that's what he tells us in verse 26. He says, with men, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. Everything's possible, including our salvation. But if we do it ourselves, we'll never get it done. If we rely on our flesh and our body, which is sinful and is full of this world, that itself is a very, very dangerous thing. So when Jesus asks him, he says, what shall we have therefore? He says, very, very I say unto you, that ye shall follow, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory. He shall sit upon his twelve thrones. So he's saying that these, because his disciples, they gave away their lives. And they, they left their lives to follow him. And what he's saying is that all who leave everything for him will receive it a hundredfold in heaven, as well as receiving eternal life. And he reminds them about one status. This world does not matter. No matter what you are in this world, you can be a king. You'll be a, a saint up in heaven. You, you will rule in heaven. And that's something that's very rewarding. We want that reward. We don't want any... You don't want any riches down here. You know what I'm saying? Because remember, Jesus says and again... And it, I believe it was Matthew 7 he says that you can only have uh, treasure stored in one place it's either here or in heaven you can't have both so these men chose heaven and that man, that rich man chose the world and what's important to note is that Jesus knows where he's heading and, Jesus and God knows where we are heading but we must do every single thing we can in this world to always be looking at the end game. What, what am I doing right now that will help me tomorrow? That will help me in my path tomorrow? Because today might be our last day. This might be our last hour. we got to truly make sure we're on the right path with God. Because otherwise, everything means nothing. This world is, is, 
this is, world's coming to an end. We've got to remember the tribulation is coming eventually. You don't know when it is, but I can tell you it feels like it's coming pretty soon. How this world's turning out. And we always need to keep our eyes. Um, at the end of April, I'm going to be doing a, one, a big, big episode. I'm going to try to send out as long as I possibly can. All about Rever uh, the tribulation, the Antichrist, and the end, uh, towards the end of the world. So everybody can truly know. What is, but it's going to be the end of the month because there's a lot of research that has to go into it. I'm trying to go through the entire Bible of every mention and how everything works together. So anyways, I really want to thank every single one of you guys for um, joining me today and for everybody who does follow the, pay, uh, the podcast and continues to rejoin and listen into these podcasts to receive God into their heart. I would truly thank you for your support. Uh, I'm going to be doing these new... Uh, Bible giveaway starting this summer. Uh, the summertime, I'm going to be giving out Bibles to those who need it. Um, I'm going to have a limit, a limited supply. Obviously, I don't know how much I'm going to be getting, but I, what I, I am going to do is I'm going to ship them out to uh, first come first serve. So if you contact me for a Bible starting today, April first, all the way up until I would say the middle of August, um, as we get closer, the date will come more i will go through let's say if i have 200 bibles i'll go through the first 200 people that sign up for a bible you send me your address or where you want the bible shipped to um and i will get get you in the mail the bible uh, it's gonna be a king james version of the bible but uh it's always important to have a word so if you do not have a bible and you truly need one i am doing be doing a bible giveaway if you know anybody who needs one sign them up as well you know, we got to start sharing the word as much as we possibly can. Um, please spread the word of this podcast. Um, let's get more followers going. Let's get the word really spread out because we're going to multiply our ta talents to those that need. And we can't save it all for ourselves. We always got to share. Um, I'm open to everybody and anybody. You can always email me at ChristiansUnitedMinistry at gmail.com. And what you can do is if you need help and you need, if it's a, you know, a very um, in time of need or anything, you need a phone call, you contact me on my email and I will reach out to you uh, with, with your contact information. We can talk on the phone one-on-one. -on -one. Um, that's something I'm extremely willing to do because everybody needs you know, help. No matter where we are, I need help, you need help, they need help, everybody needs help. And sometimes you just got to ask. So if anybody has any questions, comments, concerns, has any suggestions on how what I should do with the podcast, on the topic you want to talk about, a weekly sermon, or a chapter we need, uh, study, if you're reading a study, uh, reading a chapter of the Bible, you're not truly understanding it, I have no problem going over that chapter with you. I'd even put it on the podcast as well. Everything you say to me is 100% confidential. It's not shared with anybody unless you personally request, like, you know, a topic on sermons. I won't even say who asks for it if you don't want me to. I just want you to know this is a safe place with God. So let's, again, spread the word to everybody. My name is Travis. This is Christians United Ministry. God be with you.